0: What if I told you I have finally found a dependable, trustworthy person for all of your home remodel and repair needs? Whether you need a deck built, your kitchen remodeled, the whole house repainted, or just a room repainted, new cabinets, anything. What if I also told you that person does not require a material deposit? Up to a certain limit, of course. Well, that guy. Does exist. He's right here locally. His name is Rodney Raider with Next Level Services. They're out of Flowwood, Mississippi. They service the whole Tri County area. You can go find them. They are on the Next Door app and check out all their reviews. Again, they do interiors, exteriors, remodels, decks, kitchens, painting, and more. And the great thing is no upfront material deposit is required. Now look, be patient with Rodney. The best always have a, always have a little wait time. And, uh, also, it's a 100% satisfaction guarantee. No payment until you are 100% satisfied. You can get in touch with Rodney now at 601-622-2016. That's Rodney Raider with Next Level Services for all of your home improvement and remodel needs. I'm of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. This is The Clay Edwards Show. I am, of course, Clay Edwards. It is the post-Memorial Day Tuesday. I hope everybody had a good Long weekend, enjoyed themselves, barbecued, had a couple cold ones, spent time with the family, and uh, you know, paid a uh, pay tribute to our fallen soldiers.
1: Absolutely, and yeah. Uh, um, it the the Tuesday after Memorial Day is really Monday. Mm-hmm. Have you ever noticed that? It's very Monday Tuesday. <laughs> it is Monday. Yeah, it's very Monday Tuesday.
0: <laughs> we actually uh, came in yesterday and did a show. Sean and I. And just, just kind of winged it. Not a whole lot to talk about necessarily, right? But uh, it's actually been a slow news weekend.
1: Yeah, well, to um, an extent, of course. Yesterday, well, then all of a sudden you had the the escapees. inmates. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, it was slow until I got off the air. And then oh, now there's stuff to talk
2: about.
1: Right, exactly. Well, that's how that always goes. Yeah. Like usually, what I have to do is, um, you know, I, I put up the news in the morning. You know, just whatever's kind of transpiring as the day goes on. And then the afternoon is when I try to, you know, do stuff like if I've got a do something social or if I've got to, you know, sell ads or something like that. And it never fails. That's when stuff happens is when I'm sitting there in a meeting or I'm at an event or I've got a, you know, something going on. But that's just that that's the way the news works.
0: Yeah. No press releases or breaking news stories happen before 9 a.m. Unless it's like, um, you know, unless it's a tragedy type thing that happens that I think people like to wait until everything's moving. Yeah. For their breaking news and press releases to be <laughs> to be put out. I'm like, exactly. I'm like, why couldn't you have done that 20 minutes ago?
1: Right, right. Schedule it or something. But no, sometimes that's not even possible. And mm. I get that, but I just am always like, of course, here I am in the middle of this meeting that's going to last another hour. And we've got, you know, something just exploded or whatever like that.
0: Exactly. Well, in the studio with me this morning is Teresa Abel, darkhorsepressnow.com. And uh, it is, again, it's a Tuesday. If you guys want to chime in, bit of an open forum today. The phone line, 601 879 0002. The guns and gear text line, 769 241 1944. We'd love to hear from all y'all. Uh, let's do this. Let's see how many homicides Jackson is up to. It's hmm. always a good way to get the party started did here. Did we
1: have any over the weekend? We did. We did.
0: We did. We had one. I think we're at 40, maybe 41. Let's yeah, see.
1: whatever it is, it is, it's way lower than. I was thinking it would be by this time of the year. Well,
0: shout out to Capitol Police for uh, keeping keeping the Jacksonians in check.
1: Absolutely. they're. I mean, they're doing a great job, and that's the thing. It's like you can't argue with the numbers, you know.
0: Yeah, for some reason, WLBT's Homicide Tracker, the one part of the page I need to see is cut in half. But um, Oh, no. <laughs> it appears to be 39, but I think it's 40 now because okay. uh, there was one. It's got an update from them. There was one yesterday, a man killed, woman injured in drive-by shooting.
1: Oh, yeah. I did see that.
0: And uh, so, shocker. Can mm-hmm. you believe that people are getting shot in Jackson? <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to make light of right. other people shot, but as we've discovered, 99 times out of 100, it's typically bad guy shooting bad guy.
1: Yeah. Well, and you know, I generally try to stay out of the public discourse on some of this stuff, but... I came across a Facebook memory the other day um, when I was just trying to go to dinner with some friends and there was a homicide in the middle of it. This is probably 2014. And uh, and I posted something like, hey, Jackson, can y'all quit shooting each other? And it was, you know, whatever. But what's interesting is I feel like if I said that today, I would get a lot of, like, blowback.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, and you're, that, not, you're not supposed to acknowledge there's a problem.
1: Right. Right. And that, that's been my problem throughout is, like, as I have been, you know, a crime reporter. Like, this is this is my life. I keep up with that stuff. Um, I've been to the streets to interview the people that it happens to. And then you can't say, no, this problem is not just – I mean, it's happening everywhere. That—that That is a true statement. Um, but that doesn't mean we should just say, okay, it's okay because it's happening everywhere. It, it, you know? It's not happening everywhere. No. It's
0: a very specific set of uh, – Policies and political folks in play, in charge of these places that it's happening at, in industrial strength numbers. And I know you don't like to get political. I will. It's happening in majority black Democrat cities across America, and it, it, it's, it's an epidemic of sorts, or a pandemic even.
1: Right. And if you want to say that, like it's just going to keep getting worse. So I did a ride along to film an episode of Frontlines on Friday night.
0: Can't wait to see that.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm really excited about this one and. I'm not sure exactly how I'm going to space them out uh, because of this. But anyway, so I rode with Crystal Springs um, with Chief Tony Hempill, and um, his narcotics officer, Bobby Heron, was in the back. And so we're, you know, basically, last time I rode in Crystal Springs, um, it was with Juan Cloy at the time that he was with the Capaya County Sheriff's Office, and we talked about the gang problem, and they had one. Um, And they, you know, there was a lot of shootings. That was their biggest problem at that time. And now it's like, as we were talking, Tony says, you know, our biggest problem right now is probably speeders. And we rode through these neighborhoods that I have seen be the problem areas. And people are sitting on their porch and they're having barbecues and they're hanging out with their friends. And I I promise you, this is not, I I crap you not to paraphrase. Um, These people, as we drove through in a Crystal Springs police car with the white police chief, Everyone is like waving at the car, and they're yelling, "Hey, you know!" And like a couple of people said, "We love you," and all this. We stopped to talk to this one lady. We saw her and her friends on her porch, and he said, "This lady was giving me all kinds of heck, you know, before uh, when things were so bad." And so anyway, we slowed down to talk to them, and she was just like, "Yeah, it's better now. I can sit out here, you know. I can do all this." And then she's like, "But I was, I was getting on you," and he said, "See, I told you, you know, and and whatever." But. That is the what happens when you have a police force, and Crystal Springs is small, but it it can be sized to fit your city. Mm-hmm. But when you address the problem, you yeah, know, I mean, when you actually take it head on and say this is not going to be a problem here anymore,
0: you got to bust a couple of heads up, you know, sometimes a couple of knuckleheads. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just got to. You got it. You're going to upset some people. They've been doing it their way. Um, but, uh, was it? That wasn't Bo Lucky. It was Sean, uh, head of DPS, Tyndall. Tindall. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Just had a brain fart there. <laughs> Understood. Sean Tindall said it at the city, at uh, not city hall, but at the uh, little function they did with, um, with Kenneth Stokes about Capitol Police and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he said there's a large portion of people in Jackson, Mississippi who have never been truly policed. Yeah. And they're going to have to get used to it. Mm-hmm. And that, that's probably what was going on down there in Crystal Springs. These people ain't been policed. Mm-hmm. So when you come in, you do it, you're going to rattle some cages you're going to upset some people but when they start seeing the results of bullets not flying out in front of their houses Mm -hmm. and uh, whatnot you know they'll start to appreciate it sometimes you got to beat a little respect into folks
1: well mentally
0: and and physically
1: right and i want to make it clear that like crystal springs to my knowledge has not done anything super rough or anything like that it's just the presence on the streets and the actual interaction with the community and you know the actual arrests of the, you know, the gang members, the drug dealers, like when they catch them doing something, they're arrested. Mm-hmm. And uh, at, at the time that I did my last episode down there um, last year, what was happening was the county was cracking down and so was the city. So it was like at first the city starts cracking down and it starts pushing them in the county, but then the county's cracking down, so it pushed them out of the area, at least a lot of the the major players. So it's like just a little strategy, you know, and, and, and we've seen that difference already. And, and shout out to Crystal Springs. I, even at one point, I had um, someone with the schools call me about some of my gang investigator connections that teach gang classes. And she's like, we kind of want somebody to talk to our teachers so that we know what we're looking for. You know, if we've got a troubled child, we know if, if there is some influence on them that, you know, needs to be curtailed, that kind of thing. Um. So anyway, it just... I just see them doing so much work to keep Crystal Springs a safe and happy place for everybody. And you know, while we were down there, there's there's a band playing on the—I don't guess you call it—on Front Street. That's the the main drag yeah. there in Crystal Springs. Um, you know, and people just out there enjoying the music. And like I said, everybody's sitting on their porch anyway. So you'll see a lot of this in um, in Frontlines when you get the chance.
0: Yeah, let's say a call real quick sure. uh, before we go to a break. We got Derek on the line here. Hey, Morning, Derek. Derek.
2: Hey, good morning. How y'all doing? Hey, listen, you know, nothing more can be said about the crime in in the city than to just get out there and just enforce it. Because what you what you ran into is a bunch of affirmative action police and judges and politicians and things like that. And I don't know if uh Clay you had a chance to um read some of Miles uh read or watch on Miles Monroe's um documentaries I was telling you about.
0: Yeah. No, I haven't had a chance yet. Uh,
2: have you Have you heard of Dr. Miles Monroe, Therese? I haven't, no. Okay, Dr. Miles Monroe calls this the poor man's mindset. Okay. And um, he based his thesis a long time ago off of um, the scripture that says, Woe unto the land when a slave ascends to the throne of a king, right? Mm. But, you know, he retconned it for his thesis. He says, woe unto the land when a poor man ascends to the uh, position of authority. Because he won't use the authority to enrich others, he'll use it to enrich himself. I see. So that, yeah. the mindset you see with the leaders in the city of Jackson, a good many of them, you have a bunch of malignant narcissists too, and we all know who those two are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, heck, I'll say it. I don't care. Tony Yarbrough was the, was the world's worst. And you know, didn't you hate to get one out? Didn't you get one even worse than that? So that's what you're dealing with right there, because they're you know they really believe that in their warped mind. But they're the best thing coming along since sliced bread, and the decisions they make are actually hurting people. So that, my friend, is the classification of a malignant narcissist. I just,
0: I just knew you were going to say uh, Stokes and Chalkway.
2: Oh yeah. Oh God, yeah. But but, but again, if you if you um, get a chance to watch a documentary about uh, Miles Monroe, he describes these guys to a TV, These people with these poor man's mindset, because you know a poor man feel like he just don't he'll never have enough, or he's afraid of losing it. But if you grew up average middle class like I did, Clay, like you did, you know, you're content. You're happy. You you know what I mean? And these people are never happy. They try to obtain the unobtainable. And because they have a poor man's mindset, they don't care whose toes they step on to do it.
0: Well, you know, that and they feel untouchable. Well, at least I'm just going to speak for the one that's here in Jackson right now. He feels untouchable and he needs to be deemed. You know, I'm not talking about somebody physically assaulting them. I'm talking about uh, law enforcement agencies, uh, federally or state, coming in and tuning them up a little bit.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, you, you begin to ask what do they want at this stage. You know, when um, DPS was willing to come in uh, uh, under the uh, umbrella, I mean, excuse me, Capital PD was willing to come under the umbrella of DPS, they complained about that. Why? I mean, you need the help. You can't police this city with your hopes and dreams. It doesn't work that way. We're going to always have a divide. There's going to always be different classes. There's always going to be different genres of people. You can't have the same for everyone. That, my friend, is communism.
0: I agree, or, bro. I agree.
2: Well, hey, I appreciate you taking my call, Claire.
0: Hey, Derek, have a good day. Thanks, break. Derek. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. All right, let's take a break real quick. We'll be right back on 103.9 FM with Therese Apel on the Clay Edward Show. Phone lines wide open, 601-879-0002. We've got a couple of questions on the Guns and Gear text line. We'll get to those, too. When we get back, you can shoot your question or comment in there at 769-241-1944. I'm going to tell you what's for lunch today when we come back also right here on the Clay Edward Show. driveway and sidewalk pressure washing if grass is growing you need rc lawn care mowing again 601 502 3529 richard coley at rc lawn care proud sponsor of the clay edward show podcast breaking rules when necessary you may ask what does that even mean and i would say i don't know but it's provocative and
1: sometimes it's necessary
0: and sometimes it is necessary
1: right
0: um breaking rules when necessary how about doing that for lunch today um you may be on a strict diet and uh you may not be if you are i implore you (laughs) to break them rules get out to the gathering restaurant at the town of livingston today located on the corner of highway 463 and highway 22 the lunch special the blue plate as we call it down south is a hamburger steak man I actually grilled some hamburgers last yesterday. I, Did you? I, I grilled some chicken, some hamburgers, and some pork chops, just to kind of meal prep for the week. Right. Just wanted a bunch of meat readily available. Man, I actually made a hamburger. I, a bun, I bought a whole pack of buns to use one, because mm-hmm. I probably won't eat another one, but I wanted a hamburger. Right. Anyway, I saw that hamburger steak. Remind me of that. Get out there, get your hamburger steak. You get, with that, um, two sides, cornbread, and a drink. And don't forget, they have midweek specials available now, too. From Tuesday through Thursday, four thirty to nine PM. Um it feeds two people for thirty bucks and it includes an appetizer and two entrees. Your appetizer choices deviled eggs, wings, bone in or boneless, Korean or buffalo, pimento gratin, or spinach dip. And the entrees include Southern Cobb salad, summer salad, the Livingston Market salad, chicken panay, chicken parmesan, Balinese, which I don't even know what that is.
1: Um, It's like a meat sauce. Is
0: that what it is? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, the Highway 22 Burger and uh, Dumbo's Chicken Sandwich, which I can vouch for, is really, really good. They got when If you get the chance to ever get the fried chicken out here at Livingston, it's worth getting. They have a Nashville Hot oh.
1: that
0: is to die for. Mm-hmm. It, it really, really is. So get out there, check them out. I kind of like the fact that as their entrees, they offer salads. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. All right, so check them out, and they are available for catering as well as private parties. The Gathering at Livingston, um, the Gathering at the Town of Livingston. I want to say Livingston Marketplace, but at the Town of Livingston.
1: And in case you just tuned in, that's the part of the show where Clay talks about delicious food because he knows I don't eat breakfast before I come in. (laughs) Gets my stomach good and rumbling for, you know, my busy day ahead.
0: Yeah. Shout out to my buddy Rodney. He texts me because I'm coming for that hamburger. I know it's already ready. Yeah. <laughs> like I may, and I actually bought a uh, sirloin. I was mm-hmm. just in the grocery store. I have a lot of hamburger meat at the house, but this was kind of a spontaneous thing. Sure. And I didn't want to have to defrost any meat. Yeah. <laughs> so I just, I stopped in the grocery store and was kind of wandering around. I was like, I'm gonna get a few things of meat. And I saw the sirloin ground sirloin burger mm-hmm. there at uh, at Ramey's. I'm like, I do like ground sirloin, you know. When you yeah. get you get a chance to get it, it actually got me to thinking. I would like to get that uh, get that from my folks down at <coughs> Stonington Farms if they can ground up some sirloin. That'd be great. Oh yeah. But their ground beef is so good anyway. But some ground sirloin would be awesome. But anyway, uh, burger was good. Smoked it, mm-hmm. and uh, like I said, did some chicken wings and did, and I overcooked the chicken wings right at the tail end. But, I mean, I, they didn't go to waste. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, did the uh, just old-school bone-in pork chops. Mm-hmm. It was like 10 bucks for the whole pack and a bunch of them in there. Yeah. Smoked, uh, mar- seasoned them up, marinated them. And, man, I mean, you know pork is really underrated as a great protein source. Sure. You know, because I think everybody's so scared of fat nowadays. Mm-hmm. Oh, fat? Man, you can go look at I think it's almost 40 grams of protein for a pork chop.
1: Oh, yeah. and there, I mean, obviously what we're learning is that – Protein is extremely important mm-hmm. when it comes to, I mean, just being healthy, but if you're trying to lose weight, that kind of thing. Protein actually plays a much bigger part in it than most people understand.
0: And, and getting the right amount of fat. Right. Healthy fats from pork, bacon, well, I know pork, from pork chops or bacon, which I know is both pork, mm-hmm. but uh, healthy fats are really good for us. Um, And, and still, it's, it's mind boggling that we still talk about uh, like the food pyramid and the sugars and stuff and the the help the FDA, uh, rec- recommending certain cereals and stuff, and it's like, or the heart the heart uh, people not the yeah. FDA yeah and it's just like what <laughs> what I mean I, kn- I know it says multigrain and it it sounds healthy because it's got that word grain in it which right. I don't think grain is healthy either but uh, it's so disgusting mm-hmm. the the, mm-hmm. the 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 sugar people really got got in the right pocketbooks
1: yeah and you know maybe one of our listeners knows what I'm fixing to talk about because I only know it like in a anecdotal sense but at one point I remember a pastor in a sermon I was listening to talking about how actually sugar is and and I think this is true is more addictive than most drugs um, absolutely and that you know at some point like he believes that you know I mean he was kind of throwing some theological correlations there but I think it, it struck me because yeah when I'm you know feeling any kind of way I want sugar you know, that's the first thing I want. Yeah, so. I've I
0: kind of fell off the uh, health bandwagon a little bit as far as, like, sugars yeah. uh, over the last few weeks and I was stopping at the store and grabbing a pack of uh, vanilla double-stuffed Oreos every day. <laughs>
1: those are so good.
0: And I was like, what am I doing? And I feel miserable after I eat them, mm-hmm. but I get whatever fix of sugar I needed. Yeah. And then I'm like, but I'll catch them. I realized it Friday at the dealership, and I was telling Casey, I said, man, I'm getting exhausted yeah. about halfway, or maybe it was Saturday. I was like, like, halfway through the day, I'm exhausted. It's like I, the sugar crash happens,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I was like, I've got to shake it off. So I hadn't had a, I hadn't had a sweet. I know it's only a couple of days, but it's a start. Right. I hadn't had a sweet since um Saturday morning. Good job. Which I ate a slice of cheesecake for breakfast. Right. <laughs> I got it at the grocery store. Uh, right. Friday night, and I was like, What am I doing? This is my life is just <laughs> falling off the off the rails.
1: Well, and it's funny how when you decide you're gonna do that, like just I'm gonna go like to nukes and get a piece of cake yeah. because I just want a piece of cake, and you talk yourself out of your smart voice, which is like you know you're gonna feel crappy, you know that you really don't need that, you know you're gonna be asleep in about two hours, mm-hmm. you know like no, actually sometimes it's not even two hours
0: so you know one of the hardest things to do is I guess when you go go through a downside in life, breakup, divorce, whatever, yeah, you get you'll work out and you get in this great shape, and one of the hardest things to do. Is to be in a happy relationship and still maintain a healthy diet and workout oh, yeah. regimen. And I have, for the most part, stuck with working out. Even got some new workout equipment last week. I have stuck with that, but my my diet has just come off. The rails. Now, I'm I'd eating fried foods, but I mean, just like this kind of binging on some sugar stuff that I know I don't need. Yeah. It's like the one thing, you know, what I hate about it, too, is I feel a little mentally defeated. Because the one thing that we all have 100% control of mm-hmm. is what we put or not put in right. our mouths. You know, and it's like I'm I'm losing this mental battle right. with sugars. And it's like, got to tighten up. Yeah got to tighten up and I know I feel so much better when I'm not eating that crap
1: well like when I can stay on low carb then I feel great on every level Mm -hmm. you know it's like you look great you feel great you don't have heartburn you don't you're not overly tired you got plenty of energy all that kind of stuff but the problem is getting there because you have that sweet addiction or at least in my case that's what it is
0: yeah it 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 takes about three to five days to kind of go through the the keto flu or the, the withdrawals whatever they want to call it but, man, once you get on the other side of that, it's so much better. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it is worth it. But it's hard. It is an addiction. I don't know that it's more addictive than, like, opioids or anything like that. But it, it is definitely addictive.
1: And when you think about the the havoc that refined sugar can wreak on your body over time, mm-hmm. it's like I would love to kind of see a smart person's take on, you know, what what the actual comparison of the damage is. You know, because that, I mean, some of that stuff, real drugs, they do it fast. But sugar over your whole life, what what does that do?
0: That's procrastinated you know? suicide.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, Woodrow text in and said, the brain is 60% fat. That is correct. Uh, unknown texture says, go to the doctor and get your numbers done. That helped me realize, that helped me a lot, helped me realize my ba- about my bad eating habits. Yeah, I mean, I really had all that stuff tuned up, like running like a machine there for about six months and then kind of come in and out of it a little bit. Let's see here. Unknown texture. Bill Gates came from an affluent family and enriched himself and feels untouchable as he wreaks havoc on the world through the great the Gates Foundation. So it's not just poor people, it's the manner of the person. Yeah, that was a in in response to Derek's call from earlier. Um let's see here. Kenneth Flowers text in says uh-huh. What is the story of Chief James Davis uh, resigning or getting fired at JPD? I'll tell you what, that that's going to take a little, I, and I'll, all I'm going to do is give you my theory, and maybe Teresa has one, too, that she wants to share. I don't know. But uh, we will take a break and come right back on The Clay Edwards Show. Hey, welcome back into The Clay Edwards Show. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at Patina Hair Studio, located right there. On South Maple Street in Ridgeland, Mississippi, if you get right off there at the uh, Ridgeland exit, you take a right, go ahead heading towards 51, and they're going to be right there past that church on your right in that new shopping center they just built, or new little strip mall, whatever. not really a shopping center, but new little office building they built there. And uh, man, this thing is so nice. It was built from the ground up to be a salon, and that is a unique experience when you get mm-hmm. to go in somewhere that's built for its intended purpose. Absolutely. Big, tall ceilings, a lot of space. And I'm telling you, guys, girls, either or, whatever you do, guys, we're bad about not getting our hair washed when we go. Just get a just get a dry cut and get out of there. Tell them you want the wash because their wash chairs or their wa- you know the little units where they wash your hair in. You lean back, and it's got this cool like LED light uh, hover thing, you know thing that comes over your head. Yeah, this Kinda place s-
1: sounds awesome. It
0: sets a cool <laughs> mood, you know. And then I'd be damned if the chair isn't a massage chair.
1: <laughs> yeah, when we talked about this last week, I was like, all right, I know what I need to do now. Yes. I feel like this would eliminate, like, half the stress in my life.
0: If I could get my head massaged and my body massaged simultaneously. Right. Somebody washing my hair and massaging me. <laughs> man, shut up and take my money. I don't, right. even, want that. I don't even care about the haircut. Can right. Just, you know, I'll just wash my hair. Right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, seriously. Like, I think I would pay for all that just alone.
0: Yeah. Well, and you can go. You can, they got affordable pricing. Right. But uh, check them out. You can book your appointments online at patinahairstudio.com or give them a call. And I believe they do some walk ins too for like men's haircuts, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, just confirm with them on that. But one of the things I know as a guy, and I'm guessing it's even more so with, with ladies, is you leave your stylist and you've got this great new haircut and style and. You can never replicate it All after right. you get home. And one of the things that I take a lot of pride in here at Patina is to make it easily replicable. You know, So you can gel it up or however you style it. Again, and it looked like when you left the salon mm-hmm. or whatnot. So get out there give them a shot. That's Patina Hair Studio. They do cuts, colors, extensions, manicures, and pedicures also. And they sell a lot of great product there too. So you can actually buy the same product that they're using on your hair there. Right. So check them out, patinahairstudio.com. And this is an experience. This is not just a uh, a salon. I mean, it is a experience. You need to go check it out. It is amazing. You can find them on Facebook there, and you can see those massage chair wash rack things I was talking about. There, the top photo there, Patina Hair Studio. Give them a like while you're there on Facebook. They do a great job of keeping their page up to date. They've even got a mirror ball hanging from the ceiling in this thing. <laughs>
1: Well,
0: then they know how to party. They do. Clearly. Uh, t- Tina knows how to get down. Right. Yeah.
1: That's excellent.
0: And uh, locally owned, locally operated always matters. All right. Teresa. Yes. Uh, Kenneth had asked about James Davis. Yes. And we did get a uh, anonymous text in here uh, to take this with a grain of salt. Mm hmm. Um, says. He was fired, according to an inside source, because he supported Capitol Police and was in talks about a task force with Capitol.
1: The thing that and, and I admit I have I have criticized James Davis and he and I have had discussions about that. And um, I sent him a text when all this is done, you know, when he announced his retirement, because the thing is. and And, and everybody's going to argue their own perspective. So, like, for me. When something happens, a lot of times I see in the news and I'm like, I would, well, for instance, like the prosecutors in the Anthony Fox trial, I've said so many times, I would quit before I would impugn my own integrity like that. I would quit that job. Some people don't have that mindset. To some people, it's like, I've got to do this job. And with with James Davis, he had a situation where a, a really good job comes open. He's appointed to it. And for whatever reason, he is now stuck in this position where he is having to do exactly what he's told. Um, And so what I I told him, I just said, look, man, I know your hands were tied because you know what? He was always a good cop. He was highly decorated. You know, he he was good at a lot of things. And what kind of made me sad, and this is what I hate about the way he was done, and and Anthony Moore before him, who was also a great cop and was put in as interim chief and then ceremoniously just dumped. Um, But what I hate is we all focused on these last few things that have gone wrong When he was put in a losing position to begin with, and again, there's a lot of tangential arguments you can have here, but if you want to look big picture, you know, this is a guy who everyone knew was not going to be able to succeed in that spot. So even when he wanted to stick up for his officers who had been indicted or even when he wanted to work with Capitol Police or things like that, he was going to meet with the most resistance because they put him there because they thought they could control him, you know.
0: What well, they did, they did, yeah. Yeah, they they thought correctly. I mean, and, and look, I get it. Nobody's going to do any better in that job. Yeah, no, nobody's going to
1: succeed in that job.
0: As long as this guy's mayor and he hates police like he does, um, he is going to do all he can to control and manipulate that situation. So if you can make the extra money and get the uh get your peers average what is a four years on peers your high four year average is yeah. what you get on your state retirement, you can get out there at the tail end get you get you your high four, retire on that. I ain't mad at you because at the end of the day, if somebody's gonna do it. It might as well be you.
1: Right, and I, I think that's a I mean that's a fair thing to say because truth is I mean like I said I I <laughs> I will get fired over my ethics. But I also have come to understand in later life that I have an extreme sense of right and wrong. Um, And so I've had to allow when I'm looking at other people making decisions that I wouldn't, that everyone isn't, you know, that's one thing you learn. You become an adult when you learn that everyone doesn't think like you, you know. And and I think that for me, whatever happened to James Davis, um, he was a good cop. Um, he he did his job well for years and years and years, and he was put in a position that nobody is going to be able to overcome at this point under this administration. And I have great sympathy for whoever the next police chief is under the uh, this administration. And I hope that you can do like Anthony Moore, and you can start to make some real progress before they realize that you're not playing their game.
0: Yeah, I mean it, it's definitely a political game to play, and you know as far as like what I heard. Um, I had not heard the Capitol Police uh, working with them thing, but that makes a lot of sense because why wouldn't you? Right. You know, and we know that politically this mayor and uh, the Jackson delegation has been very outspoken against mm-hmm. the Capitol Police or at least HB 1020. Right. And uh, I, 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 maybe maybe the, uh, the chief was one of the few people who saw the benefits of that. I well, mean, the and, crime is down.
1: Right. Well,
0: I, the m- murders. Mm-hmm. That are being reported anyway. Right. Or down. I mean, we, we're we about 15, 16 off last year's pace. Yeah. I mean, I credit that to Capitol Police.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing that's changed. And, and what I want to say, too, is sometimes I get really, and it's like you talk to a soldier and they talk about the guy that's sitting in the desk back in Washington making the decisions for the boots on the ground that are taking the shells. I feel that way about this because you've got James Davis sitting there. He has been on SWAT teams. He has been on these streets. He sees these things clearly. He knows what his guys are going through because he's been there. And if he's sitting there and, and if it's true and he's sitting there saying, you know, we need to work with Capitol Police, it's because he knows the need. He he understands the, the problems that he's got within his own administer or his own agency and he needs that backup. Officers call for backup. So when James Davis saw the problem, if he wanted to work with Capitol Police, that would be why, because he understands. I'm just saying that even if the powers that be higher up want to fix the problem, if they do, they should have listened. They should listen to these people who are on the streets, seeing the things, getting shot at, you know, that kind of stuff, Um, and, and to not to not take into consideration the safety of the people of Jackson, the safety of Jackson police officers, you know, the industry and, and the businesses that are leaving because of the crime, how selfish and short-sighted do you have to be to say, no thanks, we don't need any help?
0: Yeah, well, look no further than a short man uh, in <laughs> office right now. You know, so we, uh, this day in history... Um, last year we were at 56 homicides today. Mm-hmm. We're at 39 or 40, depending on the, uh, the number you look at.
1: That's crazy. I mean, that's so, great. Yeah. And yeah. now we are just starting the summer, which is when we tend yeah. to see the, you know, oh, quick, yeah. but again, we have Capitol police in a position to help, which is going to be a little bit new this time. We yeah. had a little bit of last summer, but not much.
0: And we'll see what the, uh, catch and release program looks like for your average run of the mill, uh, criminal, not a police, unfortunately. Right. You know, so I know we're going to talk about the Anthony Fox stuff here in the second hour, too. Mm-hmm. And because I, I get a lot of people ask me, I ran into a buddy of mine and his wife yesterday at car show. Uh, shout out to the McLean's Memorial Day car show. What a I great I heard time. that was great. I've been two years in a row now, and it is just it's turned into a monster. They do an amazing job out there, mm-hmm. it just not just the car show, but just the whole operation, um, as far as what they offer that area. Yeah, and I mean, I haven't done the zoo part or yeah, you that know, doesn't really interest me, but the uh, the I've had a good time. We go to that Rankin County uh, breakfast out there once a month or so. Yeah. It's always well, very well put together. Uh, Miss is it Joni McLean, Miss McLean, mm-hmm. uh, always rolls the red carpet out, and they just do a heck of an event. Right. So a uh, shout-out to them. Get, put that on your calendars next Memorial Day, Monday, next year, and the ride out there is free to get in. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if they charge to enter the car show or not, but whatever. It was a huge turnout. But I rented a buddy, my, Marty, uh, and his wife and he was asking me i like, mean so what's explain the anthony fox thing to me right and i you know i tried to kind of loosely explain it and i was then i just got to thinking I was like, well, why don't we reset this yeah an hour or two and kind of explain to people what happened because people take our word and people say if teresa and clay say that this guy's getting the bad of the deal we've built that trust with people that they tend to believe us right and uh, but a lot of times people don't understand
1: Well, and I think that's something that I run across, too, is, you know, people are like, I hear you say this name all the time. Like, who is this dude? Like, why are you so involved in this? And one thing that I have to combat a lot is that Anthony Fox and I were friends before Mm -hmm. all this. Um, And I just want to say again, if anybody, (laughs) and the problem is we don't hear it. You know, I mean, there are probably, after watching the Anthony Fox trial, I am in firm belief That there is a large percentage of people in jail, in Hines County, or in prison because of the way we allow things to happen in Hines County in the judicial system. Because I watched an innocent man who is a good man, and again, I would feel this way in this situation had it been any other officer, had it been any other human, with these facts, it would still stand that this man is innocent and was, I believe... To use a legal term, I believe, in my opinion, maliciously prosecuted.
0: Yeah, look, and I mean, I'm going to beat the dead horse as long as I can, and and that is exactly why I left Jackson. Right. And I told Anthony's family that the other day. I said, I don't mean to make this about me at all, but I just want to use this as an example. I left Jackson, not because of the crime as a whole, not because of, I mean, I guess the crime's got a lot to do with it, because as crime rises, you feel like you'll have to eventually defend yourself. Right. Stand alone, the crime really didn't touch me personally, you know. Based on where I was living, the water I can do that, that's just part of it. The garbage wasn't an issue when I was there. Uh, the potholes just the fact there's nothing positive at all about yeah. the city outside of some of the people in it. Um, but it was the fact that they, if they would do that to one of the top cops in the history of the city, right? I mean, clearly. You know all the evidence. seventy
1: awards in nine years with no reprimands and no complaints. Yep,
0: and uh, you know a drug addict dies after a uh, uh, an incident or a, 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 an arrest or whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah,
1: it was basically just an arrest.
0: Yeah, so we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll reset it because I think a lot of people have kind of forgotten the details. And Terrest knows them better than anybody. And I've had the opportunity to sit down with his family too. Yeah, and uh, we'll talk about it here. we'll come back. We'll have a short segment, and then hour two, we're going to get into the Anthony Fox stuff. This is mm-hmm. the Clay Edwards Show with Therese Apel. Also, when we come back, I'm going to tell you about another place for lunch today, the Big oh, Salad. No. <laughs> the Big Salad. Now, this is over there, close to closer to our side of town. Right. So, we'll check that out, too. This is the Clay Edwards Show with Therese Apel from darkcoursepressnow.com, and we'll be right back on three nine W-Y-A-B. The Clay Edwards Show. Hey, uh, something I did last night. I had a little downtime. Uh girlfriend was out of town. So I decided to do a little extra work at the house. Yes. And I recorded an extra podcast. Um it, it, completely non-political, completely non-jackson, the whole nine yards. Y'all know one of my all time favorite bands, if not the number one all-time favorite band is Poison. So I just went through and did the 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 definitive hits according to Clay. And I went through every album and gave you like my top five from every album that I also did, they've done a bunch of cover songs over the years. Yeah, I did. A, I did like their top five cover songs. Also, it's about an hour and fifteen minutes. Actually, play a minute or two of each song. I can't post it on YouTube because of copyright stuff. Right. but it is in the Podbean or the Spotify wherever you listen to the podcast. at um, shout out to Steve Robertson with the Boneyard Podcast. It's something he does at the end of his sh- shows. He does like a top ten. I did steal that uh, this idea from him. Yeah, so I want to make sure I give Steve credit for it and not just uh, trying to jack his style. But I, I really enjoyed it. It was uh, it was um, very relaxing. Mm-hmm. It was kind of fun to do. And I think I'm going to start doing that more. But it's got to be an artist I'm truly passionate about. Right. <laughs> you know, sometimes it's po- this poison was like a top 25. Right. Because there was no way I could pick just 10. Because there's so many B-sides that you've never heard that I think people should hear. Oh, yeah. So I went through all that. And I actually just sent Therese one of them, the uh, alternate lyrics version of Something to Believe In. It's like, you got to hear this. And uh, but I I think I I can see doing Kid Rock I can see doing um Three Doors Down and maybe I'll start mixing up like if an artist is coming to town maybe that week
1: oh that'd be great do a
0: top ten of them right. and is, would y'all like for me to do to do a Spotify playlist so y'all can go and I can send y'all the playlist or you can search it and listen to these songs too maybe I'll maybe I'll do that also all right Tres we're gonna take a break when we come back I'm gonna tell y'all about the big salad and we're gonna get into the Anthony fox stuff absolutely and i'm sure guns and gears got a sale going on we'll talk about them as well and all of our great sponsors here on the clay edwards show we appreciate everybody been a fun first hour coming up next let's get mad listening to the news and then back to the show (laughs) (laughs)
2: all
0: right welcome back in it's hour two of the clay edwards show live here on 103.9 fm wyab Joined here in the studio this morning by my good friend, Miss Therese Apel with Dark Horse Press now.com. And mm-hmm. uh, Therese, yes, I know where the Dark Horse World headquarters are located at. Yes, and they are close to the big salad.
1: You know, that Over, just makes me happy.
0: <laughs> you know? So, you know, kill two birds with one stone, get out there and get you a great salad and support a Claywood show sponsor. Uh, they're located right there at Dogwood, right across from Amerigo and uh, right next to the cookie store. I gotta quit talking about the cookie store. <laughs> yeah, myself, let's
1: stay on the salad track so I don't I'm find I myself cookies. in
0: there again. Right. But hey, look, man. If you're looking, as, as it gets hotter outside, I get I tend to be drawn more towards um, I don't know if you want to call it healthier, but not hot food anyway.
1: Right. Right. I'm usually looking for like fruits and vegetables. Yeah. At this time of year,
0: lettuce stuff like that, and uh, or salads, hmm. not just lettuce in particular. But man, the big salad is a national chain. But man, they do this right. It kind of mm-hmm. it's kind of like a I don't know if I'm this is a good analogy, but Kind of got that Moe's Southwestern vibe to it yeah. as far as like how it's, you know, like what they did for Mexican. I think uh, the big salad's doing for salads and sandwiches and, oh, that's cool. and stuff like that to kind of paint a picture of it for you. But uh, some of their specialty salads, and you can look, you can always just build your own. But some of their specialties are the bravocado, the chicken Caesar, the club, the miso sesame, the Mediterranean. This Mediterranean salad looks great, too. Uh, they got a cob, a seaside. And uh, the seaside, you may be asking yourself, well, Clay, what is that? It's got spinach romaine, regular ro- uh, rocket romaine, seasoned crab, spicy shrimp, fresh red and green peppers, cucumbers, red onions, mozzarella, provolone cheese, chow mein noodles, and Italian herb dressing. Come on. They got the Southwest chicken, the strawberry apple. Then, uh, hey, maybe you want a sandwich. They got the Cali Club, the caprese. So, Clay, what is a caprese? And I probably hope I'm saying that right. Maybe it's a capris, caprez, caprisi. Mm-hmm. It's only one of those on the menu, so <laughs> it shouldn't be hard to figure out which one. It's uh, got fresh mozzarella slices, fresh basil leaves, tomato, fresh ground black pepper, balsamic vinaigrette, all that on an Italian baguette. Bouguette. Baguette.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's bouguette. <laughs> I don't think it's bouquet. Bugatti
0: on a Bugatti. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> and then... uh. They have the Hell uh, Caesar chicken wrap, and they also have a spicy turkey club. And they have a breakfast sub, which is called the Sunrise, and then the uh, turkey bacon apple. And they also got soups. Uh, everybody's favorite around here, loaded baked potato and broccoli cheddar. And they also have the cactus chili. They have a pick-a-pair, which doesn't have the price here, but you, uh, I guess it's like a little meal deal. You get a cup of, sal- a cup of soup, a half salad, and a half sandwich. And I'm sure they got that priced at a good price for you. And hey, maybe you just want a smoothie. Or you want one of those loaded teas that are so popular around here nowadays. They have all that. They got smoothies, chillers, super smoothies. And uh, loaded iced teas, craft sodas, and fountain drinks. So check them out, man. They're right there in Dogwood. It's the big salad. And we appreciate them coming on the show. As uh, as we get into the summer months, everybody's trying to get in the bikini bod- bodies. Yeah. Biki- yeah. get their bikini <laughs> bodies. I was going to say getting their bikini bottoms, but I don't want to Well, you got to go be able there. to do
1: that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So one's you kind of get a the bikini same.
1: body. Yeah.
0: And not the ones they sell at Target, guys.
1: Right. Right. Not
0: those. Not those. We don't want y'all in those. All right. So check them out. That's The Big Salad. You can order online at thebigsalad.com. Uh, Terrence, real quick, before sure. we jump into the Anthony Fox stuff, I was wanting to talk about something real quick. Okay. Um, This is something off my personal Facebook here. Uh, So for the people that don't know, um, the girl I'm dating, uh, we actually dated in college.
1: Yeah. I saw that picture you posted the other day about you guys.
0: And that's where I'm going with this. So we dated in college. We didn't see each other for 25 years. Run back into each other. Right. Sparks flew. Here we are. Um, She's up in her dad's house in Tennessee. We're going visiting her family in Tennessee. And she was like, you know, I have some old pictures of you up there. Yeah. We have old pictures of me. Anyway, she's like, here's a picture of you and a couple of your buddies in front of one of your old trucks. And I was like, I would love to see that picture because I don't have any pictures from that era that I yeah. can find. Yeah. Uh, this would have been mid 90s, 94, 95, in that mm-hmm. era there. And, uh, <clears throat> but just love to see it. I don't have any pictures of any of my low riders, none of that stuff. Lost all that somehow or another. And she sends me this picture. She's actually bringing the picture back with her. But so she just took a picture of a picture, which, you know, don't always, yeah, yeah. Ain't always the best. But it it's my buddy Ben Phillips rest in peace he got he's a friend of mine that died out there at Hines County Jail yeah uh was in there for a DUI and had a and had a diabetic seizure yeah and they basically just left him there to die and it's why the justice department got involved and all that and yeah. in the Hines County thing and uh and another buddy of mine Jamie and we're all sitting there, you know, wearing our starter jackets or whatever you know, looking yeah. like peak white nineties guy from South Jackson, <laughs> those
1: I mean, wind suits that we all yes. wore, man, what was the, that? the wind
0: <laughs> the wind didn't stand a damn chance, <laughs> uh, and uh, no telling what kind of Nikes we had on, and the um I'm in front of my little low rider it was in a zuzu slammed to the ground, and I was just like, man, it just brought back so many memories. I just got to thinking what all it took for that picture to resurface, yeah. You know, it took a a chance meeting with an ex-girlfriend that I had not seen, spoke to nothing in 25 plus years. Right. it never even bumped into each other in this time frame. It took her not throwing this picture away for some odd reason. Right. Who she's not even in the picture.
1: <laughs> and, and you're an ex-boyfriend. So most of us chop those up.
0: Yeah. yeah. So just a, a lot had to happen. And then for her to know where it was, mm-hmm. you know, and, and get it back to me. I, I sent a p- copy of it to. My my friend who passed away, I sent a picture of it to his dad. Yeah. And uh, they, were, they were obviously excited to see, you know, a picture from that era, too, of their son who's no longer with us. Yeah. So it was just kind of a cool – I'm not going nowhere with this story. I just thought it was kind of a cool story that uh, you just never know. Right. I mean, God really, really pulled a magic trick to be able to align. So many things had to line up for that picture to ever resurface.
1: Right. Well, one of my favorite things that I've seen online – um, it was a, I don't remember if it was like a, just a Facebook poster, if it was a meme, but it was talking about how, like, if you ever doubt God's plan, just think about this. When Zacchaeus was trying so hard to see Jesus, he was the little short guy that was running along trying to see Jesus and he climbed that tree. And then Jesus saw him up there and said, I'm coming to eat at your house tonight. Well, God already had that tree there. He knew what that tree was going to do. But Zacchaeus, had he walked past it, would have just seen a tree. So we have to remember that even when we can't see God's plan and we don't know what's going on, he's already got the pieces lined up that are going to take us where he's taken us, you know?
0: Well, I'm glad you laid that out like that. Yeah. Because I think <laughs> we can, I think we can translate, uh, transition, not translate. Yeah. Transition into this Anthony Fox stuff from there. Sure. Because we may not like God's plan right now right. with Anthony having to sit in jail And all that and go through this. But he's the one that's going to help bring this cabal down.
1: More than likely.
0: This situation is going to be what Kim Wade would say, bust this thing up at the dough. Yeah. Their their selfishness and their greed uh, is going to end up getting the best of them. And fingers crossed, this is what pushes it over the edge. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just take an early break real quick, cause, okay. and we'll come back, and I, we'll, we'll have a good long segment, and we're going to jump straight into the Anthony Fox stuff. This is the Sounds Clay Edwards good. Show with Terrence Apel. We'll be right back after this short break on 103.9 WYB. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at Watkins Construction and Roofing, your hometown roof repair specialist. Uh, it's a locally owned business, but they got nationwide resources with their connections at these insurance companies, their their ability in these, not insurance companies, I apologize, with these uh, suppliers, these suppliers. I'm telling you, man, they get it done at Watkins Construction and Roofing. Uh, they'll come out, give them a call. If you think you got some roof damage, storm comes through, you have an aging roof, whatever the case may be, they're going to come out, and complimentary means free, that's where I come from, where I come from it means free, and uh, they're going to come out, they're going to do a complimentary roof assessment, they're going to let you know if you need a whole roof, or you just got a, a few repairs that need to be made, they're not They're not going to try to upsell you something you don't need, and uh, that means a lot, and they've also got some state-of-the-art equipment that they come and they bring on site to help keep your property clean, and to do the least amount of damage to your property as possible. I mean, at the end of the day, it is heavy equipment. But um, and one of the things that I've heard and I've seen living in my neighborhoods over the years, you know, you get these roofing companies, these fly-by-night roofing companies will come in, and, man, it's so unprofessional. They've they got a half dozen cars parked up and down your street, in your yard. they got rap music or, heck, inappropriate rock music, whatever, mm-hmm. bumping to, up to the 10th power. You know, turn it up to 11 like we're at a nightclub. You know, just not giving any courtesy to the neighbors, I can assure you, you're not going to have that problem with Watkins construction and roofing. As a matter of fact, I see here on their Facebook page now, they uh, they got a competition going in uh, the Nextdoor app, which I do not use. I've got enough social media. Yeah. You know, like the Nextdoor app, I'm like Super Cairns, I'm going to let y'all keep that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let y'all keep the Nextdoor app. But, uh, look, I know Nextdoor is great for finding out people – to, to do work and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Now, Watkins is competing as a for a neighborhood fave in there. I guess that's a, the kind of competition they do for local businesses. Yeah. But, look, man, check them out. They're g- again, they're going to come out. they do a complimentary assessment. They're going to work with your insurance company. You're not going to have to do any of that stuff. Uh, and, again, locally owned, locally operated. I go back to this thing, too, all the time, rest. Mm-hmm. You know, you and I move around in a lot of the same circles. We go to a lot of these law enforcement benefits sure. and fundraisers and all this, that and the other. You know who's always at every one of these things? Watkins, Watkins. construction, and yeah. roofing. Is at every one of these, giving out something, doing something, being supportive, sponsoring that stuff. And I like to know that when I spend money with a business that that's how they reinvest that.
1: Oh yeah.
0: You know they'll come out they have this huge grill that can probably cook a thousand hamburgers in one time i, I maybe mm-hmm. i'm exaggerating it's a monster yeah they'll come out they cook for, for law enforcement they do all this great stuff for fundraisers and charities and all that stuff they're heavily involved in the real men wear pink mm-hmm. uh thing every year and uh you know speaking of that i'm trying to get somebody to renominate me for that uh i dropped the ball a couple of years ago and i'd like a i'd like a redo uh side note yeah but uh Anyway, check them out. WatkinsConstructionInc.com. dot com. All right, uh, shout out to uh, shout out to all the the guys that they're actually on the roofs too. Yeah, absolutely. The 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 because it's hot.
1: The, it's getting hot. The,
0: the Clay Edward Show listeners. I'm gonna tell you what, man. I'm I'm gonna buy y'all some beer one Friday. I'm gonna buy y'all some beer one Friday. It Ain't gonna be Bud Light. But I'll buy y'all some beer right. one Friday. <laughs> I'm kidding, man. We're gonna we're gonna ride that. We're gonna ride that one down to the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> uh, all right, Tress, um, yes. let's jump into the Anthony Fox stuff. Let's give, do it. Give people a, a a synopsis of what happened, and then we can break down what went wrong.
1: Sure. So it's hard to do this chronologically because there are so many facts. Um, this case has so many facts, y'all, and it makes it a long story to tell, so I'm just going to break it down as, as short as I can. Where
0: can they find it? Can they just go to Dark Horse and find it in chronological? If
1: you go to darkhorsepressnow.com, and up in the top is the little search bar. Type in Anthony Fox, and it's going to bring up every story we've done about him. Um, I was the only media in the courtroom through that whole entire two weeks of the trial. Um, so the, the problem that I see a lot is people have no idea what happened, and what they know of is the incident that allegedly occurred and then the verdict. So I just need to remind you guys there is a whole lot that happens between an incident and a verdict. And I think this was sadly a, a big reminder for those of us that work around criminal justice because you tend to be like did he get convicted okay then he's guilty um and one of the
0: big things that happened between the incident and the verdict was the george floyd situation sure yeah and that 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 mentally that became the prosecution's thing of you know we have these killer cops on the loose killing folks and you know that public sentiment was in the favor of i'll just say it the criminal at this point
1: well at least the the favor of you know some of the legal system. Mm -hmm. Um, So what happened was in 2018 or 19, um, three of Jackson's frontline officers, um, three that I had ridden with when I was riding with the gun team. So this is how I'm connected to them. And I feel like I need to give that disclaimer up front because somebody's going to think they dug it up and that they're proud. But so long story short, these guys um, were out looking for the killer of Pastor Anthony Longineau um that happened early one sunday morning when he was opening his church some kids came up on him took his truck and killed him um so
0: i vividly remember that
1: yes yes and um and so the swat officers got pages to come out and and anthony of course was at church and leaves church to go out here with these, um, these other SWAT guys. So they're canvassing the neighborhood. That process is you basically drive into the neighborhood. You go knock on doors. You talk to people you see standing out there, that kind of thing. And as they're doing this, these guys who are also narcotics officers witness what they believe to be a drug deal between a man named George Robinson who's sitting in a car and then a woman um, who we've never heard from. Honestly, like she probably should have been on the witness stand somewhere, but we never heard from her. Um, anyway, so they walk over to the car, George Robinson sticks his hand down into the console. Well, if you think like a cop or if you know how cops think, you know that that is threatening because what is he reaching for?
0: Yeah, Exactly.
1: Yeah. So they, you know, they start saying, show us your hand, show us your hand, show us your hands. He won't. So they Fox opens the door and he's like trying to kind of pull him out of the car. At this point, um, officer Lincoln Lampley comes in and gets him under the the left arm, I believe. And so they pull him out. Now, during this time, the way it was described by all the police is basically they have him like one arm under each of his arms um, and that they are trying to maintain him on his feet. But he has picked his feet up off the ground and is trying to go to the ground. He's got something in his hand that he's trying to get to his mouth um, and his hands are together in front of his body. So he eventually does drag them to the ground. Not drag them. I mean, they're both big guys. But, like, eventually momentum they do. Momentum takes them yeah, to Yeah, the yeah. They go to the ground. But even when you say momentum, it was more of, like, his dead weight, you know. So they go to the ground. And he's still trying to get this whatever it is in his mouth. And he scrapes his head on the, the pavement during this. He turned his head and tried to put this stuff in his mouth and, and scraped his head. As his head was already on the ground. Yeah, his head's already. I mean, you know, whatever. Yeah. Well, so he leaves there after they call the ambulance. Um, He refuses medical treatment. Now, if I refuse medical treatment, that means I do not want to be medically treated or looked at or whatever. But they talk him into it because as a police officer, it's their job to make sure he's okay. He's going to be field released anyway. They've got him on, you know, drug possession charges and that kind of thing, I believe. Um, Resisting arrest, of course, probably. They could have charged it if they didn't. And I just don't remember because it's been so long. Anyway... So after they talk him into letting the medics put a square of gauze on his forehead, and it was one of those little, I want to say, two by two, no, maybe four by four, but anyway, folded up, you know, folded into a little square is probably an inch by an inch and they put it on his forehead and they sent him away. So he goes to the Mustang Motel, where he's there for two or three hours, people coming in and out of his hotel room for a while.
0: And let me say, that's the one on Highway 80 at Ellis there, is one of those rent by the hour, Yep. Uh, just a lot of prostitution, a lot of drugs, a lot of lot of problems there. I believe a clerk got killed there a couple years ago, a sure. hotel attendant, if I'm, my memory serves me. I
1: know that I've worked homicides there. I don't remember specifics. Yeah, but, so. Just to
0: paint the picture of what the Mustang is.
1: Right, right. So they have this surveillance video. You can see these people coming in and out. His girlfriend is there. Um, as the narrative goes that they gave in court and when I talk about court like there were whole chunks of things that were never even allowed into evidence because when the defense would try to offer it the prosecution would um, object and the judge would sustain um, and, and so anyway in this time basically the girlfriend the the narrative in court is that she went to go get Um, headache medicine for him and when she came back he's having a seizure and and that kind of thing Um, but we don't know what happened in that hotel room in the meantime we don't know what he swallowed exactly but the autopsy or you know medical reports after the fact showed that he had cocaine in his system the other thing we learn is that he is on Plavix which is a blood thinner that I mean you bruise like that when you're on Plavix so long story short he gets sick he goes to the hospital he dies and at this point, it kind of is just a routine investigation because he died after being in police custody. The FBI clears him. I- IA, Internal Affairs, clears him. Um, you know, across the board, he is cleared by all the, the routine steps. And then um, Judge um, Carlton Reeves, Federal Judge Carlton Reeves, issues a an um, opinion that he is covered by or that these three are covered by qualified immunity. At this point, they're all indicted, you know, so he, he has to say they're covered by qualified immunity. Um, The FBI has, which means, which means uh, there are certain things that when an officer, if something terribly wrong happens while an officer is in the commission of his duty, um, he is in some ways immune. And, and that said, it depends like what's the intent that there are going to be qualifiers. But in this case, that was what the judge was ruling on. Yes, everything is in place here for them to have qualified immunity. And he even said in his opinion, I don't like qualified immunity. But under the law, yes, they have it. Um, Fast forward. So they arrest all three of them, you know, because they've been indicted. Two of them go to Judge Faye Peterson's courtroom. All of them were actually assigned there first. And then somehow Anthony Fox was singled out of those three and moved over to Adrian Wooten's courtroom. Now, Judge Peterson later on issued some kind of a – it's in the court documents where she said that severance of the three of them for trial was actually illegal. Um, The defense is supposed to request one of those, and they did not. And still somehow it happened. Um, the other two get a $100,000 bond from Judge Peterson. Fox gets 250000 from Wooten. Um, anyway, there were several pieces of that. Like I said, there's a lot of details here and I'm trying to skim. Um, anyway, finally, he goes to trial. Um, when I tell you, and, and, and I want you to think about in my career, I started at age 15. I am now in my mid-40s. And in my entire career, I've been in dozens of, hundreds maybe of courtrooms and um, my dad is a prosecutor so my favorite thing to do is watch the prosecution because I always think my dad would have been better or you know whatever that guy's awesome like my dad whatever (sighs) so when I tell you that this was the most unfair trial I've ever sat in and it is not because Anthony Fox is my friend it is because you never heard the entire word cocaine I mean maybe a couple of times like when the doctor was talking and they would say So can you tell if there was cocaine in somebody's system? And then all of a sudden, objection sustained, you know, and and the fact is there were several things at play here. Yes, there was heavy bleeding in his head. But what it turned out is the only real bleeding caused by this situation was directly under where that scratch was. Remember the Plavix. And so that's that bump from the scratch did cause some bleeding under his head. However, they were pointing to a large puddle of blood like in his skull, which the doctor's and four doctors testified were able to say that's what happens when you cut a skull open. That's what happens when you have to, like, vent somebody's brain because the, the bleeding is going on. Um, and and I'm, I may be getting some of these terms wrong. So don't hold it against me if there's medical stuff that I say wrong because sure. I'm not a doctor. Um, but anyway, so we go through all this with the doctors and they all testify that there was no other no other bruising on George Robinson's body. But the indictment against these three men said they beat, kicked, punched, and slammed him to death. But all these doctors are like, there is absolutely no evidence that that is what happened. So um, long story short, it's like you, you look at these facts and in all this, the prosecution, I kept accidentally calling them the defense Because it almost feels like and I've seen this with Jody Owens people a couple of times because he is a defense attorney and and you see this a lot of times with new prosecutors, but they are trying to prove reasonable doubt that he did it, which actually the way it works is they're they've got the burden of proof they have to prove without a doubt that he did it and it's the defense's, you know, reasoning that Mm. they have to prove or they have to just throw in reasonable doubt. Well, the fact is, what you saw in this trial is the defense proving over and over again that, that George Robinson did not die by any action of Anthony Fox's hand. However, when the jury instructions came out, the judge looks at that jury, and on top of a lot of other jury instructions, I, I was uncomfortable with. Um, not again, not because Fox is my friend, but because if you believe in justice, like I do, if you believe in right and wrong, like I do, some of them felt very wrong. And one of the things that she said, so it may not be if you look up the jury instructions, it may not be in the list they handed the jury. But one thing she said is, if you believe that this man would not be dead had he not run across the police this day, you must convict.
0: And this is the judge. This
1: is the judge that says this. Um, The other thing, she at some point um, said something to the effect of, you must convict or acquit. So basically she's telling them, you can't have a hung jury. And then, and this is something I have never seen after a complicated trial like this, much less two weeks long, um, and I've been in a couple of them. They go in sometime mid-morning to deliberate. When they come back out, it's like 5, 5.30, and they have not come back to the courtroom for questions at all. Now, usually... I would say the court, the the cases that I've been in they average like three to five questions and basically when you have these many details as much as 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 we had doctors talk we had two witnesses one of which and see if you think this is weird but one of these guys that that you know spoke against Anthony and told this story that didn't match the facts that the the doctors could show and the other officers were talking about was somebody that Anthony himself had arrested and you know was awaiting. I guess I don't know if he was awaiting trial, but the fact is Fox had arrested this man on drug charges and yet he was allowed to testify against him in court. Um, there was another witness that had a grainy video and all you could see was blue lights, you know, um, and, and basically at some point, and And I don't know all that he said, she said. When you talk to people close to the case, there is anecdotal evidence that it was said multiple times from the prosecutor's office that they didn't have a case, that these witnesses were not credible, that kind of thing. I will not put my name behind. I mean, I, I said it. I, I recognize I just passed that rumor along, and I, you know, I have mixed feelings about that. But the fact is, there are so many things at play here that the public doesn't know because at this point, it's not on the record, and and I can't and you can't go report like, well, so and so said that it might be this. Mm-hmm. So that's the reason it's not out there. Nobody's hiding anything, at least on our side, on the media side. But that's another piece that we need to talk about is that the media. Um still, even though he was i mean in, in my opinion wrongfully convicted it's it's just dropped. There's an innocent man sitting in prison right now um and you can follow the trail of things that were shady
0: well tell, before we go to the break, tell him real quick why he it is it is it is very abnormal to not be allowed bond while you're on an appeal bond. Right. I mean that's like there's people out here uh charged or, or convicted of first degree murder that are out on appeal bond out on bond while they're appealing their right their verdict. But for some reason a uh, a manslaughter right conviction doesn't qualify for An appeal bond? Right. That's very strange and abnormal. Manslaughter. Especially in a city, especially in Hines County.
1: Right. Manslaughter that was proven wrong in court and um, by an officer who was highly decorated. Like I said, 70, more than 70 awards in nine years. Yeah. And like that included Top Cop for the State. Yep. You know, and, you the, and
0: the Eric Smith Award. Is it Eric? Yeah, Smith?
1: and the Eric Smith Award, which is a big deal if you know who Eric Smith is too. All
0: right. Let's take our break, come back, we're gonna pick up pick it up on the other side of this story and tell you all a few of the things that make you go, hmm. We'll be right back on the Clay will show with Therese Apple. Breaking rules when necessary, welcome back in too. The Clay Edward show real quick before we pick back up uh on our Anthony Fox story here. Let's see what the special of the day is out of Guns and Gear. All right, they have not updated it <clears throat> this week. They were closed for Memorial Day. But uh it looks like they've still got some of those Mother's Day specials going on, man. The Rock Island twenty two bolt action uh rifle with five hundred rounds of twenty two ammo mm-hmm. for only one eighty nine ninety nine if you're paying cash. So you got a rifle, and five hundred rounds of ammo for one eighty nine ninety nine. Right?
1: No, that's incredible.
0: I mean, do I have to say any more? No. I mean, get, get
1: over,
0: <laughs> get over to Guns and Gear, and load up. I mean, what a great gift for somebody. Yeah. You know, I mean, hey, I've taken my friends out for their birthdays and spent way more than two hundred dollars on, on on drinks that we can't get back. You know, imagine, you know, giving somebody that as a birthday present or yourself as a birthday present. Right. I mean, right. Buy, buy it now. Give it to somebody for Christmas. Mm-hmm. You know, think ahead a little bit. Uh, get out there to Guns and Gear on Highway 51 North in Glucksat. Shop them online, GunsAndGearMS.com. And uh, let them know you heard it on the Clay Edwards Show. All right. Uh Also, home of No Limit Ammo. Right. You know, that's a big deal there. When everybody else is limiting what you can buy. Right. Only ten boxes, two boxes, whatever. If you if you can buy it all, they'll sell it all to you.
1: Right. You well, and, and the other thing is, too, like, if you're like me and you want to know the people that you're dealing with, um, Guns and Gears is a great spot to go. Just simply because when you go in there, if you don't know them already, you will by the time you leave. And they're absolutely going to watch out for your best interest because they want you to come back. They want you to, you know, they want to be... I always call it business friends. Like, they want you to be friends with their business. They want you to appreciate what they do. And so, therefore, you're going to get better customer service than you will in a lot of places that just see you as a customer.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Get out there. I've picked up three guns from them here recently. Two. Mm -hmm. Two guns here recently. And um, uh, one buddy of mine, or not a buddy, is a listener who's turned into a buddy. Went out there and bought four or five of the same guns. Yeah, something like that. Bought them as gifts and sure. When I mean, they had the special on the nine millimeters for I think two twenty nine, mm-hmm. and uh, the Taurus nines. And man, that was a huge success for those guys. All right, Teres. Yes. Uh, so a little clarification on the appeal bond thing. Uh, Sean texted in. And he was a ADA, yeah, and so He says actually it's very rare to get an appeal bond. Okay, so I just cl- let me clean that up. Sure. Uh, <clears throat> I thought that people got allowed, got a- got a- were allowed to post bond during their appeal. What I was thinking was between the conviction. I mean between the uh, indictment and the
1: sure and the trial. Yeah, the trial.
0: So my bad there, but uh, that still doesn't mean there ain't some funky stuff going on and you know i'm i'm weary of saying some stuff because of potential lawsuits and this that and the other sure. but you know th- there's some there's some people tied to this case who are also do- uh donors mm-hmm. to the judge right through her fundraisers right stuff like that well i'll just say hell just the he's the the um
1: attorney for the civil case yeah the attorney
0: on. for the civil case was it dennis sweet mm-hmm. yeah I, I guess i'm just going to say it uh it is is connected to Wooten? They were a fundraiser here. He
1: threw a fundraiser in her neighborhood shortly after the verdict. Yes. For her. Yeah.
0: You know, so man, it's. I'm not saying it's illegal. I'm not saying anything like that. I'm just saying it stinks.
1: Yeah, and and that's the problem that you have is and and for me, if this is what's going on, the absolute audacity of it, in addition to the unethical, like you said, stink of it. Um, it, it's almost as though what we're seeing happen is, it's not almost as though it is, um, they are using this innocent man to further their political goals. And um, at one point, you know, I was talking to somebody, and I don't know that she would want her name drug into this like this, but um, we were talking about what we would call the book or the movie when the time comes. And we kind of came up with, and, and it's controversial, so forgive me, but we talked about calling it the political lynching of Anthony Fox. Yeah. Um, because what, what we're seeing here is, yes, there are so many connections um, between some of the players in this, but also situations that are not supposed to happen. You know, you've got, how how are they going to sever a case in the circuit clerk's office that has not been requested to be severed um, by the defense? Um, how are they going to take it from, you know, Faye Peterson's courtroom? Faye Peterson was a prosecutor. She knows the law, and I'm not going to impugn um, Adrian Wooten's knowledge of the law, but I saw things in there that even I knew were not right. Um, another full disclosure, she confronted me in the courtroom, called called me to the attorneys, not a real um, reporter, and she asked me who gave me permission to be in her courtroom. And the fact is, the free press has the right to be in any courtroom. And she said that I was supposed to have um, an, uh, basically a permission form. It was a television permission form for cameras that she showed me. I've been doing this, actually, when it comes to being in the courtroom. I don't know how long she's been an attorney, but as far as her being a judge, I've been in courtrooms a lot longer than that. Now, I don't know anything about her. Her background as an attorney, so I'm not going to. But the fact is, she brought me up there and berated me in front of the courtroom um, for simply being media covering it. Yeah. And to me, that says hush. And the fact that they put gag orders on the family for what they could and couldn't post during the trial, that says hush. Because you know what? One thing we are guaranteed under the Constitution that that very courtroom is supposed to uphold is freedom of speech. So you throw that on there on top of yeah, the fact. I find it very
0: strange that the family members were told to gag or right. what.
1: Right. Do you think this this man's wife and mother are not going to have feelings that they want to put on Facebook? Yeah. We would allow it if it was not a police officer, wouldn't we?
0: Trying to control the narrative.
1: Right. And so you see those kind of things. And, and the fact is... Yes, there are things off the record we can't tell you, and there are things off the record that you couldn't necessarily prove in court yet. But when you have a bunch of puzzle pieces, you sit there together – I mean, sit there long enough, and you're going to put together that puzzle, and you're going to see the picture of what it is. And we've got a lot of them in place right now to say that something went wrong.
0: Yeah, and uh, they can't sue federally on this, and the the, the cap is $500,000 on state, Yeah, correct? So. You basically, this is Clay's opinion. You basically have a man being held hostage mm-hmm. till they can get the insurance company to pay out on right. $500,000. I, mean, I don't even know what family member of George Robinson would, would get the money. Don't care. Uh, it, it doesn't seem like enough money for this particular law firm to go through the efforts that it's taken. But if that's not it, then what is it? Because this, this isn't it's clearly. Anthony Foster did not kill this man. Right. I mean and the and the, the the science, the data backs that up through the professional testimony. Right. Of what, three different medical
1: professionals? Um four if you include well, four if you include um the state crime lab Yeah. and five if you include the first guy that looked at the body at the state crime lab who basically started the autopsy, did yeah. not finish it, and left the state and wouldn't come back.
0: And then the FBI cleared him. Mm-hmm. Clinton police did an intense because because keep yeah, in mind they after did their that, own investigation after this all three guys were hired by Clinton PD mm-hmm. and they did their own intense investigation I mean a true vetting of this yeah and came to the conclusion that they were comfortable hiring them
1: let me tell you something about those guys at Clinton police too they don't play this wouldn't just be a political move for them to hire no. these guys it was we see good officers we've proven that we believe that they you know, are innocent of these charges. Therefore, we will hire them, like, with no problem.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and, and that's that's one thing that I think stands on its own when you talk about this stuff.
0: And, you know, just if, if you, for y'all that don't know, Anthony Fox is a black man. Mm-hmm. All the defense folks, I'm not defense, I'm sorry, I, I keep doing it. Prosecution. The prosecutors, black as well. I don't know about all the ADAs, um, but.
1: Yeah, one of the ADAs was not.
0: Yeah, okay. I was like, I don't know about all the ADAs, but Jody Owens. Yeah. Black. Wooten. Black. Black. You know, if any of those parties had been white, I told Anthony Fawcett's family this to their face the other day. I said it would have been a damn uprising in the community of a black man being lynched Mm -hmm. by a white prosecution.
1: Well, but you run across, too, the fact that he's a cop. Yeah. And that, that throws a political, you know, kink in it as well, but- the other thing that that I think is important to note is that Anthony Fox was probably one of the best narcotics officers to ever come through Jackson mm-hmm. and part of that is because he was respected on the streets and in the courtroom and you know in the break room and across the board. he treated everybody um, in a way that that showed respect to them yeah. um, even when they may not have totally respected him.
0: Yeah make no mistake this administration is very friendly towards drug dealers. Right. I mean, I think that's the best way I can say it. Uh, Very friendly towards drug dealers. I've heard so many stories from officers in Jackson about pulling people over and them calling a certain elected official and then being let, able to drive right off from the scene.
1: Well, and that's the thing that when you notice that during this same time there were several other cases brought against Jackson police officers, and they were all in that same group of front lines guys that were absolutely you know, dealing with the drugs on the streets daily. Yep. Um, my thought is they saw everything. Yep. And, and not only that, but Anthony Fox worked some very high-profile, very important drug cases, and there were some that I know of that never went Anywhere because he was called off on.
0: All right, let's take a break. Come back, land the plane for the day with Teres Safel on one oh three nine WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. I think that's what we did today, Teres. We broke some rules and we got the word out there. And look, I don't want to I wanna say something uh, you know, it's it's no coincidence that Jody Owens, in County DA is also was also funded and backed by George Soros. Yeah. Who one hundred percent supports soft on crime, hard on cops policies, and every DA in the country that he's backed is in a Democrat-infested hellhole similar to Jackson, Mississippi, that would rather punish cops than criminals.
1: Well, and the other thing is, too, and I'm going to just say this because I believe there were people that were involved in the prosecution who were only doing their job, Um, and I I would believe that at this time those people are probably having great um, guilt about this. And when I say involved with the prosecution, it could be on any level. Yeah. You could be an investigator. You could be a prosecutor. You could be a secretary in the front office that heard everything. You could be, I mean, heck, you could be a bailiff. You could be a court reporter. But the fact is it's time for you to do the right thing.
0: Yep. Um, and and
1: I say that I realize I am. I'm, I'm that person. You should do the right thing.
0: Do the right thing. And look, like I said, leading into this segment, I hope this is what is the linchpin to blowing this whole thing up. And we'll see how it all shakes out. Tress, thank you. Coming mm-hmm. up next, Grow Your Know with Kelly's Greens and myself.